previously on the Dave and Steve show. Oh, come on! So you're saying you're taking it one day at a time? One day at a time. Yes. <laughs> We're going to need to tune in next week so that everybody needs to tune in next week so you can hear just how bad my ass is hurting because it's going to take a pounding this week. Imbibing. That's that's how you say it, right? That means drinking. Imbibing. Yeah. Noid. It's going to be noid. Noid? As in avoid the noid? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take that. Why don't we just call it Spuds McKenzie? Uh, because we're we, we had to report another lost dog. Whatever. Anyway, the officer came in contact with with our dog, um, uh, Hawk. We call him Hawk. Um, he's Doctor Stephen Hawking. We named him that after it. We we have nerd names for our dogs. But what whatever. the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Where is this going? Yeah, you um, need to get some dirt on your dog. So when yeah. he turns you in, you're like, he licks his butt like a lot, way more than most dogs do. Oh, come on! Show number 25 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere six feet away is Steve. Hey, everybody. And from this same room, yes. the lovely and buxom Tracy. It is just tremendous uh, to be here in your wonderful, wonderful home. We are, we are, for the first time ever, I think, we are actually recording this from the Dave and Steve Show studios while we're all... Usually, Steve is, Steve is sometimes here... Tracy's always on location. You never know where Tracy's going to be around right. the globe. Uh, so he's always on assignment somewhere, rarely in the studio. Today we have all three of us in the same studio for the first time. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. This is this is. I think we're going to do. We're going to switch to this now. We're just going to come over on Monday nights and do this at your house. Dude. In in all seriousness, have we ever done a show together like no. this? We have no. listener parties. Um, yeah, they, they weren't uh, recorded. At least uh yeah but i don't think we've ever you can't pull on that you're pulling it away from me now see this, now, now, all, see, all... this is a problem this is gonna be a <laughs> yeah. this is gonna be where it breaks this <laughs> is the whole show's going down because we're gonna yes. be bothered well he he thinks he's the he thinks he's the important host. we're all the, tethered the, together well the longevity of the show is really relying on the fact that we weren't around each other to annoy <laughs> each other yeah, so right. that's the yeah that's the glue that it is a weird thing right it, it it's it is also one of the things i will struggle with with the most when I go back to work, when that time comes, I this is the equivalent of being a bachelor right now. Right. I have learned to work on my own, <laughs> no distractions, and I have lots of little quirks, and I know they're my quirks, like chewing. Chewing is a thing that bugs the ever-living shit out of me, and I got a couple of coworkers that will nosh on whatever they're eating so loud, and it used to drive me bonkers, and right. I haven't had to deal with that in months and months. Yes, I know. Much bigger problems. I get it. What I'm saying is that this has not affected me for the longest time, and I know I'm going to be hypersensitive when I go back to it now. And it is going to be like when you live on your own, and then suddenly you have to take on a roommate again. Why do you have to be like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and all I can think about is, Tracy, you and I need to go down and get another slice of pizza and just, <laughs> just, 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 just be eating it on the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh. So it is, it is a, we wanted to do something a little special for episode 25. Uh, this is, it is pretty unbelievable because I think about when we relaunched the show, 
And I think about the discussion that we had around it. And I think about how long we had been into the pandemic and work from home and all that at yeah. that point. Mm -hmm. And this is 25 weeks later. Yes. Like this yeah. is a, we have a very distinct way of measuring time now. Might be 26 because I think we missed a week. That's true. Yeah, I guess yeah. we did. I guess we did miss so, a week. Yeah, just a, a, six months. And Sorry, did I just, did, did I do that thing? Always. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, actually, it's the day, it's the day after because we've got, we've gone over uh, midnight. I need a little more yes and, yeah. and a little less yeah but. Okay. Yeah but, <laughs> yeah but I have a lot to say. Uh. No, so we wanted to do something special, and we figured uh, what better way to do it than just bringing us all into the same space here. I, uh, I'll be totally honest with you guys. Listen, of course, it's not a hardship for me. I don't have to go anywhere. Right. I'm, I, I'm I, here I did in notice. my house. Did notice that I would do this every time. I think we will have a much better dynamic if we are here together versus on a webcam. But I also totally understand if this is if there's no way this can be a common thing. Maybe this needs to be like an every fifth episode or something like that. Yeah, and I I think the other thing that changes the energy is that it's not the end of a day. A lot of times, like we're 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 ramping our energy up, like and using yeah. we're spending all we have left. Yep. In the day, we we used to we used to have more when we didn't uh, have kids. Yeah, I agree with you. Kids ruin everything. Yeah, we made a pact not to have kids, and then you guys went ahead and ruined it. Who who did have the kid first? My timeline is fuzzy. Steve had Zach is the oldest, right? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, yeah. yep, he definitely. And, and Rory's, uh, Rory's a little bit older. Yeah, than he's fifteen and um, this Christmas. Is that, are you serious? Well, twenty the 27th. He's 15. So. I thought he was turning 14. No, he's going to be 15. Holy cow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Because my kid's turning 13. We'll have a teenager for the first time. Um, but I had no idea that Roy was that old. So Rory's only, I mean, he's going to be a year away from driving. Yeah. And we've, uh, we've worked on driving a little bit. Oh, and, have you started? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's already flown planes, so the whole car thing, he's like kind of rolling his eyes. I love when you humble brag for your kid. Yeah. That's pretty he, good. Uh, but it's, uh, well, it's true. He, and, and he said that like, uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to crash into the ground. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot less shit to hit up in the air <laughs> yeah. than there is down here. On the yeah, I pointed that out. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just tell him to shut up. We were talking about that. I, I don't know if we ever said it on the show because Steve hadn't heard it before. But I, so the car that I drive now, so there was a time where I was driving like a, a Dodge Challenger, yes. Hemi, Hemi engine in it, yes. stupid gas mileage, like six miles to the gallon. Uh -huh. Wasn't that bad, but it was bad. Um, and at a certain point, we moved much further away from my work to the house that we're in now. And that car was between the tires because it was two grand every time I had to change tires. Yeah. The oil changes because I was putting so many miles on it and it is not cheap to change the oil in one of those. And then just the gas mileage alone, that on top of a high car payment, it was ridiculous. Like there was no, I had no business being in that car with the commute that I had. But you're understating the very obvious benefits of it. And that was when, not long after you got it, you let me drive it. <laughs> and then we went, we went through the McDonald's drive through Yeah. And so we uh, went up there and uh, I saw the gal up there at the, at the window says, uh, I said, uh, hey, how you doing? And she's like, oh. 
I'm doing great now that I've seen this car. Yeah. And so Dave's like just sitting there just I'm like, hey, so you doing anything later? Well, and it was it was one of those things too. And I know you're not gonna be able to see this as you're listening to the podcast, but I'm doing this for the benefit of the guys, where Tracy's looking in the drive through window and then slowly turns his head with this shitty grin and looks at me. Uh so I traded that car in, and what I got was a very practical commuter car. Yeah. I got a, toy, a used Toyota Corolla. Costs about $10 to fill the gas. Costs about $10 to change the tires. It's a very nice car. And the plan with it is that when my son is old enough to drive, those things last forever, forever especially yes. right now. I'm putting around 10 miles a month on it. So <laughs> those things last forever. So that will be his first car at some point. Well, I had owned that thing for less than two weeks. And my wife, who also drives a Toyota, but it's a Toyota Tundra. It's uh -huh. a big pickup. Um, that thing has safety sensors. It has backup sensors. It has backup cameras. It is loaded because they are large machines. And they know that it's very easy to back over a small child on a tricycle if you don't have enough safety equipment on those things. So they deck them out with lots of stuff for you to make sure you don't hit anybody. She ignored every safety sensor that that thing had in it and backed directly into my car. I, that car was, we had had it for two weeks. She was late getting the kids to school one day. I was on a phone call on a Zoom meeting and I heard a huge kerchunk. Oh no. And then she came in and I heard her. It was that sort of distressed, like little quivery voice. Not that she was crying. She was just, something had just happened. Right. And it was sort of that, Dave, I just hit your, your car. And so I went running downstairs and I was saying to Steve, like, of all the places she could have hit it, she hit it right on the gas cap effectively. So she <laughs> she munched the quarter panel. She bent the gas line. She destroyed the, all the housing around the gas cap itself. She hit it in probably the most expensive part short of the engine itself. If right. she dropped something on the engine. Uh, and so uh, two weeks into having that car, I didn't have that car for three ish weeks while they fought with insurance and got them to pay for the stuff that they needed to. And it's the typical thing of like that car was never put back together. Did you have to uh, exchange insurance with your wife? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we went out. We called. We we called the police and had them come and fill out a report. <laughs> fill out a report yeah. in yeah. your in your driveway. Yeah. That's uh, Just make sure she doesn't I, go anywhere. I asked them to check her with a breathalyzer, even though yeah. it was eight o'clock in the morning. She was taking the kids to school. You never know with her. No. She you blew a three point out. You, <laughs> you never know. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I, I. I would. That is exactly the kind of thing that would happen to it, if if I would have backed in. I, I would have hit. The, the gas cap that is that's how i operate i it would have been the absolute worst place to hit it it would have i would have totally done the same thing well and i said i said to steve like my son was in the vehicle obviously with her in the front seat mm -hmm. and he said he could clearly see my car and she was headed right towards it and the things were beeping and he said, so I just assumed she saw it too, but she was in such a hurry that she was going to back up as quickly as she could, right up to it, stop, turn around and get them out of there as fast yeah. as she could. And instead, he said, all I got out, when I finally realized she wasn't going to stop, all I got out was, and it was already hit. So uh, that that car now, if you go out and look at it, it is one of those things that it, it bugs me too. Because even though it's just like a, it's a commuter car, that panel now is just a little off kilter and just a little different and it doesn't quite line up perfectly with the rest of the car now and it's always it is it is the thing where like from 
50 yards away as I'm walking up to it. I notice it right away. And everybody else is like, I can't show me which part you're talking about because oh. I'm still not seeing it. I'm like, it's right. It's here as I point to it. And, so. you, and you see another you'll park next to one that's just like yours and it'll be fine. Yes. And it'll it'll even be worse. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's we bought the um, the windshield protection plan from the uh, from the car dealership when we bought the car because uh, that particular windshield has a heads up display. So if you have to replace the windshield, it's really, really expensive. So, um, so we figure, okay, well we'll do that. And then when it's time to replace the windshield, it's not that big of a deal. Well, we got a chip on the windshield and it was just like a little chip. Um, and we, um, called, um, the car company and the, where we bought it from. And they said, Oh, well you take it to this place and then they'll build the, uh, the, company the russians okay so we we took it to the um to the glass place and immediately they're like yeah we don't have a lot of luck with those guys um you know we don't really i said well we were literally told to come here yeah we don't we don't really usually do that and i said well how much is the thing and it's like well it's 60 bucks and i'm like okay well fix it and then i'll um and then i'll wrestle with the Thing. And then I, I called them and they said, yeah, get the, get the receipt and stuff like that. Yeah. It turns out it's like, no, we never tell people to go to this place. Right. You're supposed to go to this one place. They take care of it and all that stuff. And the guy told me before the, uh, before the repair, he said, yeah, uh, we can absolutely repair that. That's not a, not a problem at all. You are going to see just a little bit of a, um, a mark there where it's at because it can't do hundred percent of the repair. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I I've seen this on TV before. How they right. repair that? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Um, I pay the money. He brings the car back around and takes me. And says, "Okay, we got it. Uh, we got it fixed up there." And it looks the 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 mark on the the windshield looks twenty to twenty eight percent better than it did before, but it it's still very, very specific. definitely looks like wow, the same. Like I, I, I can still see it out of the corner of my eye when I'm driving the car. I'm like, Oh, this is not going to go over well when we get home. Yeah. This is not going to, but it, it was, it, well, that's what I was going to ask next is who was driving the car when you got the rock chip? Not me. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's yeah, fine. That's then. really all I don't drive. I only drive that car very regularly. As evident today by the fact that you couldn't figure out how to get it into drive when we were going places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see? Exactly. <clears throat> that I rest, uh, I rest my case. I, I, your your windshield made me think of. So when, when my wife and I were first married, like literally, I think the first year, we didn't have a dime to our name. And her, we live in Washington State. Her mom lived in Idaho, still does. And we didn't have a car dependable enough to get us down to Idaho to visit her mom. And so we borrowed, I think it was her uncle's. He had like this, it, listen, it wasn't anything fancy at all. It was like a little Datsun pickup, but it was at least reliable. It could get us where we needed to go. Right. And we were over by Hanford and it was blazing hot, 100 plus degrees, middle of summer. And we're driving along and she got a little rock chip in the window on my, I was, she was driving, I was riding in the passenger seat. And I said, oh, you just got a little rock chip right there and literally reached up and pushed it with my finger. And it did one of those things where it just shot a crack all the way, just one, but shot a crack all the way across to her side, 
we literally just like ruined the poor guy's windshield immediately. And he was such a nice, he is such a nice guy. He of course didn't make us pay for it or anything, but it, it was one of those things of like, it's like the time that my, we were having a, we wanted a, in my last house, we wanted to have just a little wall, an extra wall so that I could have an office in the house. And so we had my father-in-law come over yes. and mud and tape and build a wall for us. Cause he was a carpenter for many, many years. That's what he did. And so he framed it and then he did the, he put up the drywall and then he did the mud and tape. And I came home from work and I said, wow, Dan, that looks amazing. I said, I can't believe how smooth you can get that mud. I thought it was dry. <laughs> I, I thought it was totally dry. And I pushed my thumb into it and I literally pushed it like two knuckles deep into the dry, into the mud. <laughs> it's Play-Doh. And so I, I immediately looked horrified and I looked at him and he was, he was trying to be nice. He was very angry. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, is that is that a difficult thing to, to fix? And he said, well, no, tomorrow I'll just have to, I'll peel all the tape back off and then I'll chisel out the mud that has dried and then I'll re-mud that and then I'll have to re-tape over the top of that. And I said, can you not just patch the little hole? And he said, no, it it doesn't work that way. And so he literally had to like at Redo. least a half a day, if not a full day of work was ruined by my one thumbprint. And uh, yeah, he's, he's never, he's never let me live that down. He'll occasionally <laughs> yeah. when we haven't seen each other in a while, he'll say, how's that thumb doing? Yeah. And oh, that's, that's oh, what that means. I bet. I yeah. bet. How's your yeah. thumb? It was, so was that original Dotson glass? Was that like, <laughs> because that, that, that's, you know, they don't make that anymore. Antiques Roadshow gets dots and glass. Everyone, they have one person that that is in charge of dots and glass. That uh, you know, when you said you were talking a little bit earlier, I forget even what you were saying. You said something about Russia, or maybe Tracy said something about yeah, Russia. How come? How come Russia's never hit the market with a good car? I I, I don't understand why we don't have like a known the, Russian the the, the Lada. Yeah, the Lada is uh, probably the uh, most well-known. You can't well -known. throw a rock without hitting one of those. Well, uh, you can't. I mean, they run on kerosene or something, <laughs> and they, uh, they, uh, no. I mean, they, they, uh, they you are run, not run on the better vodka. But yes, vodka. yeah, they, uh, they don't. Uh, a lot of car companies don't hit the North American market, and because there's money to make throughout Asia, and uh, and they do so. Uh, the the even in the end of the Soviet era and uh, the Russian era, they the, they're probably the most popular car was the Lada L A D A. Can is we that, get a Can we get a Russian car minute next week? Would that be? Is awesome? that, it's we are definitely getting a Russian car minute next week, and I cannot <laughs> wait for it because it's going to be great. I imagine it's probably what like it's like the Volkswagen of Russia is kind of like that. Probably, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the. It's okay. I know we want to keep going with Russian car minute here, but uh, <laughs> Steve actually had a pretty, a pretty unique thing happen this last week. It was an event you got to go to. Uh, were you prepared to talk about this? Can you talk about this? Oh, I can talk is about this, it. Yeah. Is this under government veil or anything? No, it's like? totally fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you should talk about this then because this is not a common thing. Right. Oh, well, um, so I went to um, I went to the gym, and I, th that's not what you that's wanted. That's not that's not the part I meant. Okay. Safeway. Nope. Okay. Okay. So um, my wife serves on this uh, foundation for uh, our alumni for Central Washington University, and uh, before the um, 
uh, before the the big wall of COVID slammed down on everybody and and turned the world upside down, uh, they were going to have a big fundraising event um, for the alumni association, um, where they had one of Central's alumni uh, come and um, and speak and have a dinner and maybe an auction or something like that. It was going to raise you know a whole bunch of money for. Um, uh, I, I believe it was for like um, ROTC veterans affairs folks, um, things like that um, in conjunction with the foundation and um, CWU. Um, and the guest speaker was uh, general Jim mad dog Mattis. Yeah. Um, the uh, former secretary of defense. Um, and uh, he's from, he's a Washingtonian. He's from uh, Richland, Washington. And he's he's got the book, um, the book out that he had just written this last year. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of this. Something in chaos. It's uh, it, but it, it's good. I've been listening to it. Um, and so they were going to have this big event. And as you know, the you know quarantines and everything started to get to be um, a problem. They kept pushing it off and pushing it off for uh, September um, was the end ended up being the day. So this is the last, this last week and he came and now it was a much smaller, much, much smaller group. In fact, I couldn't even, I couldn't even really go. I, I drove my wife there so that she could have drink. So she could have a drink or two and uh, sit and have dinner in with um, uh, other donors and, um, the person that took my seat was my brother-in-law, who's a colonel in the National Guard. And I was like, this is going to mean a lot more to him to get to sure. do yeah. that and be involved and see. And, and um, so get to the point where Mad Dog's uh, hitting on your wife. <laughs> I don't know if that happened because I wasn't in the room. Oh, well, um, I, I am going to steal your thunder just a little bit here just because you sent me a picture. <laughs> Steve got an autograph on a hat. Well, I didn't get an autograph on the hat. That's not my autograph. That wasn't to me. I thought that was your hat. No. Oh, no. because I was about to say the ironic thing was it was a tab hat, which is a, a local bar. Yeah. You don't drink and you got it signed by a guy in the military and you've and never I been in the military. I wasn't in the military. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's, I, th I really thought that you went for full on irony there and had him sign. And it, my, my question to you was going to be, why'd you have a tab hat? Uh, I'd say, well, I, <laughs> they had a bunch of tab hats that they were, cause he's a big fan of the tab. Um, he, he, well, who isn't? Yeah, yeah. of course. Right. I mean, it's, it's great. The super mother is, is a staple in every, you know, Kittitas Valley diet, but, um, he, they had these hats, they, they were handing them out and, uh, my wife, Wendy got one and he wrote, you know, to Wendy, all the best, um, you know, Jim Mattis. And, um, and I was like, that's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't have my phone in front of me. Cause I thought you said, I thought you, I thought you gave me shit about, I may be cool, but I'm not as cool as having a hat signed by Mattis. And you yeah. implied as though it was to you. Yes, but um, but the way the words worked on the hat that you can plainly see on the picture, that it's not to me. It's to Wendy. Yeah, you're cool, but are you General Mad Dog Mattis sign my tab hat cool? Yeah. Some, yeah well, it's, I, it's, it works. It's, I, I, but I, clearly it's to Wendy. <laughs> it's not mine. It's 
Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you now. That's, I'm with I you was now. Imp- I was really implying that Wendy's cool. I'm not that cool. Gotcha. I, and they gave him a, they gave him an honorary doctorate degree, um, which was, that was pretty cool from central. And can and I, could I have him like do like LASIK surgery on me now with his PhD? Different kind of, um, doctor, just like you wouldn't really want my wife to do laser, laser surgery on you. And she has a doctorate. So you, <laughs> Does you she look, do uh, colonoscopies? Not to everybody. All right. I, I put a good word in that for me. Just got, that just got <laughs> really awkward. Could she possibly use a laser on my colon? Yeah, well, she could, but... Um, oh, here we go. I brought one for everybody. Yeah. In case you all want some peach water. <clears throat> um, but no, it was, a, it was a neat event. Now, it got going a little bit later. And because I was the chauffeur, I'm sitting out in this... Um, I'm, it's at this Sunkadia Resort. Uh, which is, it's really nice there. I'd, I'd never been to the lodge there, but I'm sitting in a side room, you know, masked up and, you know, just sitting there minding my own business. Now I'd wandered into this little room with the big TV and the NBA game was on and, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch this. So I picked up the remote and I, um, I turned the channel and I'm, I'm watching a PBS documentary and a couple of guys come in and they're like, Ugh. And, and they like sighing and like, oh, you know, whatever. And I'm, and I'm like, I like turn around, I look and I see him. You can't see my whole face. All you can see are my eyes, but I know my eyes said, I'm watching PBS the rest of the night (laughs) (laughs) and nobody's, and and nobody's going to take this away from me. There's going to be moments where I'm looking at my phone and you think I'm not watching and I'm going to be holding the remote control as well. Yeah. So don't even yeah. try yeah. to take this away you're, from you're me. You're texting somebody else and see if oh, they're watching Oh my God, I was, and I was so ready. You know, the week had been so stressful and such a, you know, such a pain. I was just like, man, it'd be great to get thrown in jail for a couple hours. Well, and this is the other thing I was going to say. So this is a, this was a, an event directly related to Central Washington University. Yeah. Which is a, a large university. It's a, it's a good size. Yeah, it's a, it's a good size state school. Mm-hmm. Why could they not have had this? Why did this event have to take place at the Suncadia Resort versus at the school that it was directly tied to? They, um, they had a lot of reasons for, um, for holding it at the Suncadia Resort. Part of it was like lodging and stuff, but um, there were... Uh, I wasn't in the meeting, so I'm, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure, sure the dorms at Central are full right now. <laughs> well, anyway, it was a nice place. They ended up. I, I I don't know all the all the business of it, but uh, um, yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, Tracy. Did you? Uh, which general did you meet this week? Oh, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf. Is he still is he still alive? No, he's not. No, he's okay. not. Which was really made it even yeah. more interesting. Which uh, yeah, because it was his ghost. And uh, he also <laughs> signed my wife's hat. <laughs> we- we- <laughs> Weekend at Norman's. <laughs> Everybody's wife got a hat signed by a different. You know, Dave, Dave's wife had. Had a hat signed by General Petraeus. Yeah. I had so uh, my wife and I made a. Uh, we'll get back to you, Tracy. I'm, I promise. But I, uh, my wife and I made some kind of weekend at Bernie's reference not too long ago, 
and my kids were like, what, what does that mean? And so we kind of had to explain. And so we explained in a very matter of fact way of like, it was this movie in the 80s about this guy that died. And so they wanted, they needed to, uh, he needed to be alive because some stuff had to happen. And so they pretended that he was alive and they tied strings onto his hands and made him like walk and move. And so we're explaining this. Now, it, we all grew up with that movie, right? And so we're used to it. Right. These kids had never, so they were mortified. They were like, yeah. they were asking questions like, didn't he start to stink? Why wasn't he stiff? How could they move him around if he was all stiff yeah. from dying? Isn't that disrespectful? Like all, they had all these questions. And my, my answer to all of them was cocaine. Yeah. Like it was the eighties. Anything went, any movie premise yeah. went because yeah. all of the executives yeah. were ganked out of their mind on cocaine so we had all these movies come out at that time that now when you reflect on them, you're like, how did that ever, whether it was Mannequin or even like even like a RoboCop, like I know RoboCop now, we look back on it, we're like, that's pretty cool. But it, it's a pretty ridiculous premise overall. And there were so many of those in the 80s. This, so. is, this has been a tough year for your kids because you had to explain to them about a town banning dancing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, that's then, right. and then that's right. like two guys up and coming in yeah. a company who uh, who pretend that the CEO uh, is alive? Uh, oh, that and, was why. Yeah. I didn't well, they why. yeah they were trying to. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's listening. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they were they saw getting invited to his place for these weekend bashes was them actually mixing with the right people and getting up kind of in the upper tiers of the company. But then when he died that was going to put an end to it. So they had to like get one good weekend out of it. And they knew that the party would be called off if the host died, but everybody was so into themselves. They never saw that he was dead. Now, for, so. for those of you who are too young to remember the movie, if you haven't ever seen this movie, not only did they make this movie, they made a sequel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, which, yes. yeah, it, which he starts to smell. Right? Was the sequel, was the sequel, the, or maybe it was the first one and I just don't remember, was the mafia connected to this somehow where then they started to worry for their lives and had to make him seem like he was alive because they were going to get killed if they didn't? Yeah, I think there there was a twist in it eventually because he was mixed in with uh, the wrong people. Right. So they become, uh, the mafia thinks that they're like tied in with him uh literally and figuratively in many cases. And so, yeah, I know I never saw a two because I think the, the comedy had kind of run its course <laughs> yeah, with me. Yeah. Uh, that, was also, that was also the age of like, if this movie makes $10, it's getting a sequel no yes. matter what I've, I've, I've seen clips of the first one, but I don't think I've seen the whole one. Like it did not appeal to me. It was the part where he's being pulled behind the speedboat. I'm yeah. like, you have some dignity, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, like, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I even yeah. like even back then, I think I was like, mm, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm sorry, terrible. Tracy. You hung out with a dead guy all weekend. Keep going. Yeah, that's it. and that was uh, pretty much it. The weather had turned here in the uh, Pacific Northwest, yeah. so Boy, aut howdy. autumn had come in, and inches of rain were falling down. There weren't that many opportunities to get outside, although. Uh, multiplayer gaming with the family, which included uh, my four-year-old entering into Minecraft, really, for the first time. So nice. we, we'd be playing together in this virtual world. And then, you know, but we found out that, like, all the problems we have as a family just 
they they go with us. They transport right. themselves right. Yes. the same problems into this game, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. someone's not listening. Someone's off doing their own thing. And where's your brother? Yeah. yeah. Where, where's your brother? Why yeah. isn't anyone it's watching? So and he took yeah. a shovel. And, of course, he's digging to the center of the earth. And yeah. nobody can find. Did you yeah. have cheats on, Dad? No, I didn't have cheats. Ah. Oh. You know, where how are do you, you? I don't know enough about it. I, how do you get out of there? Like if you've dug a hole straight down, can you then sort of curve yeah, around you can, and yeah, dig you your way back st- out again? You could stair step your way okay. up, you know. Okay. So basically it's, uh, you know, it's just a, a game of blocks. Yeah. Essentially. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful game to play as a family, but it was a, it was a, a psychologist could sit with us and look at our game probably and use that effectively to describe really all of our problems. Uh, We wouldn't listen. I just want to be clear (laughs) on that. But uh, so we were able to do that, not much else. And so uh, I'm still, I just noticed this morning on the way to your house, I'm running off the tank of gas I bought at the end of April. Right. So I'm just, (laughs) I am toward the end of it. And uh, it was funny because I got I got to thinking to myself, I ride my motorcycle out here like on a lot of these roads. And, uh, you know, you're in a far off remote part of this county when the names of the roads sound like the kind of roads the Duke boys talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. you know, we ought to see if the bridge is out on the OK Mill Road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's literally a road called OK Mill. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just it was snickering every time I was going by some <laughs> some stupid named road of which there are plenty. But yeah. uh, but beautiful country and your and your home is lovely. Yeah, we've had I mean, bear, rabbits, deer, uh, coyotes. We have a lot of coyotes. It's a weird thing. We don't have any raccoons, though. That's uh, I, I would expect we would have raccoons. We have none. I've, we've never had maybe any. Maybe it's not populated <clears throat> to the point where like raccoons have to hang around a certain type of. Right. Like there's that much garbage available. Yeah. yeah. To... We've got squirrels, bobcats. Um, there's even been a couple of cougar sightings. Steve, I know you love a good cougar joke. Uh, you were grinning even <laughs> I'm when not, I. I know. The and moment. I'm like, no. The Don't moment I said cougar, Steve was about to say, could you hear their heels clicking on the ground as they walk? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm done. I'm done with cougar. I, I made too many. I'm done. He, he does, he does that, uh, the juxtaposition yeah, flip. Yeah. So if it's about the uh, about the cat, he goes, yeah. he goes uh, middle-aged. Uh, All right. We're going to, uh, we're going to, believe it or not, we're going to take a quick break, uh, mainly because I have to tinkle. All right. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break on the Dave and Steve show. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on? Blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, then it's a black. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ, DJ Tombstone. Tombstone. Nothing 
and We Mean Nothing will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. BJ and the Bear aired on the NBC television network from 1979 to 1981. Very few fully understand its significance as it transcended one decade into another. Now it's not splitting hairs to remember that Hollywood initiated the rural purge of the 1960s to give us the world of the 70s on the hard tales of movies like Easy Rider and ushered in a decade of freedom-loving trucker movies such as Smokey and the Bandit, Breaker Breaker, and the iconic classic, Convoy. BJ and the Bear gently moved us from the lawless road of freedom of the 1970s into the more structured yet fun-loving era of the 1980s. The show featured younger, attractive truckers and a chimpanzee sidekick who was named for the beloved Alabama football coach, Paul Bear Bryant. We simply wouldn't have the 80s classics like Alf, Knight Rider, or even Webster without first having been introduced to BJ and the Bear. To overlook this isn't splitting hairs. It's ignoring our history. This has been Tracy's Actually, I Just Wanted to Talk About BJ and the Bear <laughs> Minute. There was also this as a as a as the son of I think I'm the only son here who is the son of a truck driver. My my father legitimately drove semi truck. You're you're giving me the the hand signal. Yeah, um, my dad would occasionally drive um, semi for the um, for the dam. He'd he'd take parts over and back from uh, uh, from Seattle. Gotcha. But, but yeah. But no, he's not. A, he wasn't a truck driver. Yeah, that's and, sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. Is yeah. like he did it every day. That was his job. And so I can tell you, my dad's never had a chimpanzee. A dog, a parrot, anything, a, a, a weasel, a ferret, nothing ever lived in the truck with him or was his sidekick, nor did I ever encounter a trucker at any truck stop, diner, greasy spoon, rest stop, wherever that had a chimpanzee, a dog, a parrot. That was not. That's, that that's really hard for me to believe, actually, because if everything that I know about trucking tells me that that's probably not true they were probably hiding them away because <laughs> right. yeah. you know <clears throat> so and the reason for that typically is because especially back in the day before log books or anything like that where you had to show right. that you were sleeping the right amount and all that it was all about getting to point a from point a to point b as quickly as possible to make the money to get your delivery to go to the next delivery to continue to con make that wage make that living and you couldn't have an animal in the cab with you who was 
needing to eat, needing to be, you had to stop all the time to let them go to the bathroom or whatever it might be. Like, everybody think about it for a minute. Chimpanzee has to take a shit and a piss just like anybody else. You got to stop yeah, for that thing. That's a fair point. And if I remember correctly, didn't didn't the bear wear a diaper? Um, he wore overalls over the top. Of, so you never really saw the diaper, gotcha. but he wore okay. overalls. Okay. And there is a lot for me. Okay, first of all, I'm a huge like I thought that show was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I and and there's a couple of things to talk about. Now, the first thing I need to mention is that um, did you know that the person that played Paul Bear Bryant um, for uh, Forrest Gump? Yes, was he he had another role um, on a TV show. The Dukes of Hazard. He played Enos, so the guy that played Enos played Bear Bryant. Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And it was like a like a short little cameo. Yeah, and it was like I know that guy from somewhere. And sure enough, Dukes of Hazard. And I don't think the Dukes of Hazard and B.J. and the Bear had a crossover, but oh my god, if they would have had a crossover, have. oh that would have been. Could you imagine one of those two-hour specials? Yeah, they, oh. they, they can they conflate the uh, the world. Yeah, you yeah. got Lobo and and Roscoe P. Coltrane. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, there would have been all kinds of trouble. It, but anyway, B.J. and the Bear. Um, there's <laughs> my first point about BJ and the bear is nothing about BJ and the bear. Well, it's bear Bryant. on to point two. <laughs> it's very loosely. There it is. Okay. So bear. BJ and the bear. So, okay, here's my next point. This We're is Smokey where, and the bear. <laughs> this is where BJ said he got bear when he was, um, when he was in Southeast Asia in Vietnam and, and bear saved his life. So he, he took him. That was that was the origin that I understood. I I don't. I, you know me. I'm not going to remember, but I believe you. I understood that was the origin. Chimpanzees don't live anywhere near. <laughs> yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah. They live in the middle of Africa, and they want nothing to do with the rest of the world. Well, let's be clear. How do you know that there wasn't a Vietnamese guy who had gone to Africa for some reason, and he saved his life there first? That guy brought him to Vietnam. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, and that's... Maybe this is a life-saving chimpanzee that just... Now he's gone from... Now in the truck, he saved a Canadian's life, and now he's up in Canada doing his service up there. So the reason I had to figure (laughs) this out is because I started writing a Broadway... I had to stop... I did not want you to spit purple purple all over your... (laughs) I started writing a Broadway musical about BJ and the bear and it's actually pretty good. But, um, I thought you'd, I thought that'd get a better does, reaction than what it was. No, does the, does the guy from Hamilton know about this? Have you, have you pitched this to him yet? It's getting no, I, I do not. I don't want Lynn Manuel Miranda. Now I like, I like Hamilton as much as the next person, but, um, but I don't, I don't see him as a, as uh, as a as a driver for the BJ yeah. Bear, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. but uh, but I thought it would make a really good musical, and um, I started uh, I started outlining it, and in order to do that, I had to figure out the characters and how we were going to do the bear right as a character and what the bear backs the bear's backstory was, and I'm like, wait a minute, if he saved BJ's life in Southeast, how did he get to Southeast Asia? Right. Was he part of like a right. weird traveling circus or something? Can I pitch you something for the bear? Absolutely, yeah. Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
he'd be great as he'd be great as the bear. You know, he wouldn't say anything because he's a chimpanzee. But it would still yeah, be good. Do you know what? That would really that would really enhance it too. If Bear was like a talking chimpanzee. Well, see, I was thinking for the final, the 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 whatever your your pinnacle of your your play is, the spotlight hits the stage. Bear walks out and for the first time sings Does a in song this beautiful voice yes. about what his life is like. Yes. Inside, so you finally get yes. to hear Bear's yes. perspective, and it turns out he's in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He absolutely would be. That would be absolutely <laughs> terrible. That's the one thing people don't understand. I mean, chimpanzees are like ten times stronger than a human. So, well, like, that's the other thing I was going to say is when I made the point about you know you can't have a pet because you need to make your deliveries. You also can't make those deliveries if you don't have your arms. Yeah, and if a chimpanzee yeah. gets angry in the cab with you yeah. and tears your nuts off, tears your arms off, gouges your eyeballs out, and eats your ears, it's much more difficult to make the delivery of countertops at that point. Right, and Bear um, in the show is not a full-grown like right. chimpanzee. That is definitely a youth, yeah, uh, yeah chimpanzee. That's... I mean, there's there's a lot of horrible things about chimpanzee poaching, but. Um, oh yeah, let's go there. That'll yeah, be fun. Let's, let's entertaining. Yeah. yeah, we we had a on the old show. We had a uh, curious George episode where <laughs> you and I were like ripping back and forth on jokes, and it's like the uh, chimpanzees are traffic from up there. And we're just looking. Oh, at and it's like yeah, it's like yeah. For every chimpanzee you see on TV, about twenty of them had to die. So yeah, yeah just absolutely horribly. But um, so not using a real chimp in the in the Broadway musical and Danny DeVito. Sounds yeah. like a really good idea, <laughs> especially if it's one song. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. only get him for the movie version. Right. I right. don't know. Right. Yeah. But uh, I should probably write all those songs. Finally then. made a monkey out of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so a couple of things. And, and frankly, we're, we're doubling down far too much on BJ and the Bear. But just for a moment. Yes. I want to sh- I want to shift away from BJ and the Bear, but something that was said in your minute. So I take issue with you <laughs> referring to Convoy as the iconic film oh, I, versus Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit was a much more iconic film than Convoy was. I, In terms of affecting pop culture and affecting... You didn't see a bunch of people dressing up like the guy from Convoy after it was all done, but you can damn well bet that every person within a 50-mile stretch of that movie theater dressed just like Burt Reynolds the next day. Convoy's very cult classic, like... I, I, iconic cult classic trucking movie. It's definitely in there. I mean, it's, absolutely. It's, it's the easy writer of trucking movies. So, but, and yeah, I, I, and I yeah. was trying to draw that. I would agree with you that smoking the bandit had far more popularity though. Um, you know, I don't see it streaming online, but I do see Convoy streaming <laughs> online. In fact, I watched like the first 15 minutes of it this week to inspire myself for this uh oh wow, it's really unwatchable. Yeah. Garbage. yeah it's a tough it's, movie. It's I I listened to the I listened to the theme song a lot. And a lot of it is because you get at the you get to the end of the theme song from Convoy and you get some I know it's gotta be a character from the movie, um, singing the last chorus and it sounds we got a great big convoy. Yeah. And it just sounds absolutely horrible. But you can hear him in the mix. 
as like, and I'm like, I hope this was not was, in the movie. That was one of those talky Western style, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, wasn't one it? of yeah, those like, like a Gabby Hot Rod Hayes Lincoln. kind of guy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so Steve, Steve said that about the the guy singing at the end, and it, it triggered something in me. Little piece of trivia for you guys. See okay. if you can answer this. All right. What's the only song from Sesame Street to go number one on the Billboard Top 100? Rubber Ducky, you're the one. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't. Rubber Ducky was, I thought, a convoy, which made me think of yeah. Rubber Ducky. Yeah, the Rubber Duck. Yeah. yeah. See, I was thinking put down the ducky, that which, one. Um, for anybody who knows that Rubber Ducky song, how bad was music that year that that went to number one? Because that's a terrible song. It is a it is the quintessential kids sing along song. But yeah. The the thing is though that we, the, the, all the productions were such garbage at that time. Whether it was the cartoons they were right. throwing at us, like the Hanna Barbera garbage, yep. or all the music, it's like they. I think they were trying to see how stupid they could go before we'd go. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> Hold on. I think you've Hold stepped. On. You've it might have been over. the um. It might have been the one week that every record label happened to forget to release something. So um, the one thing that was released, Rubber Ducky, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hit the shelves and everybody's like, yeah. I guess this is what ah, we're buying this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Three channels in this one record. We got this it or was nothing. On, did Casey Kasem have to uh, say that? And, and coming in at number three, Rubber <laughs> Ducky. A special dedication. Right. All right, uh, let's keep the show rolling. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story of humans sounded like Minnie Mouse after inhaling helium. Would an alligator squeak on the gas used to f- float balloons? This is what biologist Tecumseh Fitch was wondering. Fitch is a member of a research team which has members coming from many countries, including Austria, Sweden, Japan, United States, and Switzerland. And uh, they want to know if if an alligator would squeak when it was breathing helium. Where did this take place? Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just needed to hear Tampa or, you know, Pensacola. I just needed to hear where it was. Well, I, I, I think you know. So the, uh, <laughs> they said that the, the hard part is getting the alligator to breathe helium. <laughs> no shit. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So I, I was scouring for a clip because I'm thinking this is going to be cool. This Somebody's going to lose a hand. Is, yeah. this is, uh, so anyway, the, uh, the alligator on helium did not squeak. Did you guys see not too long ago? When I say not too long ago, this is probably a year ago now. <clears throat> where they did that thing where they 3D modeled the throat of the like ancient Egyptian pharaoh. Yeah. yeah. And then they passed air through it to, and they were able to replicate what his voice may have sounded like. And it was literally just like a, hey. <laughs> like that's all it was. That, that I, I feel like this is the same thing. Like we might get some kind of little squeak out of an alligator, but... W- who cares? Like, what does? Why? Why do we need to know this? Well, we need to know this, Dave, because if if we don't have uh, data uh, around what what alligators sound like when they're on helium, how are we going to know what? Uh, how are we going to know what crocodiles sound like? <laughs> that, that's we a... won't have we won't have any idea until we start with <laughs> alligators 
Who wants to try and get a crocodile to do that? That's a well, fair point. And yeah. I was just thinking, what I would much rather do is get the crocodile to swallow the, the clock, like in Peter Pan, to see if his eyeballs bounce back and forth with the tick-tock of the clock. Yeah, and I think science says that that would happen. I think so. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Have you guys ever seen those uh, videos where... Uh, people are drinking uh, beer that is carbonated with yes. helium. Yeah, that is absolutely yeah. insane. And I've wanted to get my hands on some helium beer. Helium beer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And helium is one of those things that it's it's tough to make without like uranium. Like, does is there is there? I mean, I guess my question is. <laughs> That I haven't asked yet, but I'm. I still said. I guess my question is, as yes. though you guys expected a question, right? Is there a point? Can you? What is the? Uh, what is the toxic level of helium? Can you suck helium all day long and be okay? <clears throat> no, um, I know that they use helium for um, to help to help in some kind of scuba thing because i saw it in a movie so right I, that's why uh, i'm asking yeah. like i know as a like a, a supplement may not be the right word but as a a supplemental additive to oxygen but it's not if it's taking the place of oxygen um that you're breathing in then it's taking the place of oxygen so you're not getting as much oxygen so so yeah i mean it, it could just be a placeholder your your lungs know how to handle it but maybe they don't I, yeah, it's. I guess it would depend on like how long it lingers. Um, like, because you can even with like uh, laughing gas, you, your your system will vent it right fast, and that right. the flushing of it, you can come out of that real fast. Um, but yeah, I don't know about helium. So I feel like that should be the test that they're doing instead: is how much helium kills an alligator, so that then I know I have at least a rough baseline of. I'm equivalent to roughly half half an alligator, probably like a Dave size alligator. <clears throat> yeah, or, or I'd just say a half of a normal sized alligator, and therefore I know that if twenty helium balloons kill an alligator, ten would kill me, and I know not to hit that limit. That's it. Yeah, that's a that's it's a science. Point. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah, then you just see you'd have like on on the helium beer. You'd have number of alligators, right? Just little right. alligator um, icons that have little slashes yeah. through them. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, if you if you weigh more than three alligators, you can have a couple. Correct. Of yeah. 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 That, All right. That, finally, a practical use for that. Our our second story: three men have been accused of creating a man cave underneath New York's Grand Central Station. The three railroad workers found the storage room under track 114 and filled it with a television, a fridge, a microwave, and a futon sofa. Is this the one where I'm playing the clip? No. Okay. <laughs> what is that clip gonna be? <laughs> well, the, and then the name of the clip that Tracy has given me is We Got Coyotes and Raccoons. And you can very easily see a guy living down under the subway saying, well, it's kind of cool down here. We got coyotes and raccoons. It's under and like, the subway? Yeah, 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 it fits in, so I didn't know. Now you know what they do have in the subway? Alligators. <laughs> Yeah. And lots of helium yeah, balloons. Yeah, and helium, <laughs> helium and alligators. That's funny. So investigators from the Metropolitan Transportation Authority said it appears the employees, um, a wireman, a carpenter foreman, and an electrical foreman. That sounds like a joke. Walk into a bar. Yeah, walk into a bar. And they, <laughs> so use the secret break room when they were supposed to be working. When the authority was tipped off about the room in February of 2019, the anonymous tipper said the workers would, quote, hang out and get drunk and party. And party, the three of them <laughs> in total darkness. <laughs> so, have you guys ever seen? <clears throat> there's documentaries on it about the like the the 
effectively underground cities that have in like in new york and a few yes. of these other where they yeah. have a, a line a decrepit old line that's no longer used as part of the subway and there's literally a, a population of people living down there yeah it's it, you don't and I, i'm not saying like i do but i mean i don't think most people realize just how much <clears throat> subway is under a city like new york that is not being used like that are just dead, closed off, abandoned lines. It's just been, yeah, a lot of these have been cur- correct. Con- converted correct. off into like little cities. So I'm not surprised that these yeah. three guys managed to find a cubby hole somewhere and turn it into their, their party den. Yeah. What, what, was it, what was it hurting that those three guys had it? Other than they, um, their, their breaks were a little longer. Drinking on the job. Time. There's <laughs> always somebody ready to tattletale yeah. Yeah. when they're yeah. and they'd sit thoughts you know what these guys are having more fun than I am yeah. like and the kind can't. of person that would call the authorities on two bikers smoking marijuana at an ACDC concert exactly that type of person so <laughs> you're saying I would have shut that down and you in know your what younger, in your younger days you you're, would have you're not wrong you're not wrong now I think you're like the rest of us where we've we're just we're just over it. Yeah. I, I, listen, I don't have the energy to pick up the phone and call yeah. and wait on hold and give my name and talk to the person. Like, just let them go drink. That's that's fine. And they think they're getting away with something. I mean, and it's... Uh, anyway, that's Well, wonderful. it's a lot easier than taking the stairs up and having to, you know, hang out at, at um, you know, the... I was going to say Subway sandwich <laughs> shop. And I'm like, I can't say that because we're talking about the Subway. And it'd be like, it'd be super confusing. But then I literally couldn't think of any other like sandwich Jersey Mike's. place. Jersey yeah, Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Oh, God. Well, no, it's New York. Oh, God. A third story, although some might not be willing to admit it, pet owners regularly talk to their animals. It's just the norm. But one family from Northern Ireland have noticed something interesting <laughs> when they talk to their pet cat. Now, so, come on! So, so now I got my finger on the trigger. I'm ready to click the button that says we got raccoons, coyotes, and raccoons. And Tracy's giving me the brush off. He's shaking he's, his head. No, he's, he's nope. looking at me. He goes, Dave's like, uh, just vigilant. He's like, I'm ready. This I'm is ready, not the right story either. Like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. So you're talking about Northern Ireland, people in Northern Ireland talking to their their pets. Uh-oh. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So not only does the cat. Uh, so, OK, hold on. So let me see this. So the, not only does the cat respond, but responds with a Northern Irish accent. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat. Meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Ian Allen recorded the video of himself talking to his pet cat, asking if he was a good boy. <laughs> Tell me now, are you a good boy? <laughs> meow. Meow. Are you a, are you are you a good little kitty? Meow. meow. There is typically via the Zoom call, you don't get to see it, but when Steve dips into an accent, his eyelids rather than closing horizontally begin to close vertically they actually shift and they turn completely black his eyes do that's uh yes yeah, doesn't come through quite on the uh on the on the call there uh anyway the uh, the cat uh to which the cat uh said it sounded like the cat replies with a very northern irish i 
So there was there was audio of this. This went like viral, right? So there's audio. Oh, is this the clip? No, it isn't. Because here's the thing. The cat was so quiet. It wasn't registering it. I was trying to find like good audio of it. And it was there was so much noise in the room. Whenever I magnified it, I was doing putting it through all sorts of filters. And I thought, no, th- this is really just stupid enough on its own. So anyway, the cat further proved its uh, Irish heritage by getting drunk and scratching the man's eyes out. <laughs> okay. Do, should I be ready with the sound for this one, for the clip? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> a, g- <laughs> a group of 14 raccoons emerged from the bushes to confront a father and son... And the moment went viral. (laughs) (laughs) I had had one shot. I blew it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Cue that up again, Tracy. Uh, A group of 14 raccoons emerged from the bushes to confront a father and son. And the moment went viral. Uh, it, it didn't didn't work out. Well, we got coyotes, unbelievable. We got coyotes, and we got raccoons. Hi, guys. Oh my God, there's a coyote. Hello. This is insane. It feels like feels like end of days. Yeah. Look at the coyote. This was such a good idea. So, <laughs> this is such a good idea. <laughs> it was so surreal. They said a posse of bandits, like out of a movie. And then two minutes later, there was a coyote, and I was waiting for a unicorn to pop out. Coyotes are pretty common. Yeah, and yeah. so are raccoons. And uh, yeah, so in uh, in San Francisco Park, uh, in uh, Gateway Park, yeah, that it's there's a lot of wooded areas yeah. and trails. Uh, uh, anyway, they they were um, enamored. Enamored. So the emboldened raccoons, who are usually nocturnal and skittish, were likely trolling for snacks. Humans feeding them have eliminated the animal's fears. San, uh, fears. San Francisco Animal Care and Control Executive Director Virginia Donahue said. Donahue reminded the public that feeding wild animals is dangerous. Last year two visitors to golden gate park were stabbed while feeding unicorns <laughs> i how i i don't have a lot of experience with raccoons how vicious can a raccoon get super vicious in fact um if so a regular raccoon that is um that's not infected with rabies okay can has has long, long claws that can pierce the breastplate of like a dog and go right into their heart. So my little dog Pie, if 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 she tussled with the raccoon, that raccoon would probably kill her pretty quickly. Um, they are nasty little bastards. I mean, they are really really terrible. Now, does it take a lot to provoke them, or if you get near them, um, they will they will do the thing where they stand up stand and up, yeah. hiss at you, and it. I mean, it is definitely a warning, and you need to heed that warning. Yeah. Now a a rabid raccoon um, has a ton of <laughs> this is raccoon talk. Yeah. Um, a rabid raccoon has a ton of adrenaline going through it as with just because of the rabies situation. And they are um, 
like they're like not superhuman, super raccoon strong where they can like wrestle a human like a like a fairly good sized raccoon can wrestle a human uh, pretty well. I mean, it's it like, would be uh, like to... professional wrestling or Greco Roman. Like... Oh, Greco Roman. Yeah, they they sure, are okay. straight Greco Roman and they are <laughs> very, very strong. And it's hard. It would be hard to get away. There's lots of stories about that happening. So. So. So what I'm hearing you say is that they would also make a terrible sidekick for a trucker. Yes. Yes. Now, I believe they're. I, BJ and the rabid raccoon. I think, <laughs> I think Calvin Coolidge's wife had a pet raccoon, but I can't remember. One of the, one of the, pre, there's an old president's um, first lady that had a raccoon for a, a pet, but they're very um, crazy. My, my mother is fond of saying uh, crazier than a pet raccoon. And I love that. I, yeah. I love yeah. that yeah. saying and I say it all the time. Well, that yeah. actually kind of explains a saying that my mother had was what you're crazier than Calvin Coolidge's wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so now I kind of able to tie that together. That's you know, on, on that on that subject, I'm pretty sure he made them up himself. But my father had several sayings that one of them was he killed that guy deader than a skunk. Which makes no sense. Right. Yeah. One of my favorites of his was <clears throat> we had a swimming pool. And if something s floated well, that was great. If something sunk when we put it in the pool, my dad would say that floats like a horse. Which, again, many questions behind that. Yeah. As to would a horse actually sink if you put a horse in the pool? No, horses swim all the time. Right. Yeah. And also... <laughs> Why is that your measuring stick? <laughs> <laughs> Some people use horses as, as all their memory, well, measuring sticks. The other thing is, like, uh, they're tall enough. Maybe they could actually stand in the deep part of the pool without. And so it's possible. So they wouldn't really need to. Did your dad ever put a horse in your pool? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. It's possible <clears throat> when we were out of town visiting like grandparents that he. You know, I'm going to get that horse in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're out of town. I can finally do some of the experiments <laughs> that I've been wanting to do. I got skunks to kill and horses to sink. <laughs> yeah, that, he that, never he never got to the helium on alligators. <laughs> he, but I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad, glad that research lives on. The alligator yes, helium because no the the alligator never showed up. <laughs> yeah. you know. hmm. All right, so that's the news, fellas. All right, we are uh, we're at. We're just over an hour. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. I think this has been a fun show. I would do this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would do this good. again. This is yeah. good time. <laughs> you good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got together and talked about some really uh, some interesting games that we could be playing and even involving uh, uh, people outside the show, too. So Yeah, there's one that's involving that involves our, our kids uh, that I think we might we might pull out very soon um, on a future show uh, as far as guests go. So I've reached out to a couple of couple of additional people and have heard some good responses back, meaning, yes, I would like to do the show. We just got to figure out a time. And now it's frankly just up to me to get a time down with them. Right. So we've got some more guests coming up on the show. Uh, and I do want to do what we're doing right here again soon. All right. Yeah, that was good. That was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Only without Steve. I mean, just yeah, Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I get that too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm going to give you guys a chance. Tracy, anything else? No, I don't have anything else. I'm just looking forward to a better week, better weather. You said you didn't have anything else, and then you had something else. Yeah, Steve, I how about you? I have something else. Okay. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. All say. right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See what you did there. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you all next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show. <laughs> <laughs>